but mommy's daughter actually was getting married so we got to witness like all of the ceremonies and just leading up to it and we really like we we, um we got these dresses like huge things (laughs) so it was so cool oh my goodness that's so awesome what is a good what is a wedding like like what is it like (laughs) a lot of food and a lot of dancing yeah (laughs) (laughs) i bet oh my gosh that must have been so much fun do you still have the dress did you get to keep it yeah i still have the dress okay wow Hello, welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Ashley as the guest. Ashley is a super sweet person who has based her entire career on helping people, specifically um, helping people heal from trauma and also to uh, be more comfortable and in tune with who they are. Professionally, Ashley works as a mental health therapist and a social worker. Um, She also has an endeavor of her own where she focuses more on holistic forms of wellness and healing. So um, she's a very kind person. And um, as an undergraduate student, she had the opportunity to study uh, comparative law and criminal justice in Barbados. And then as a graduate student, she got to study international development in Ghana. Um, so, and both of those experiences were uh, very eye-opening for her in different ways, which you'll hear. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you hear more about that. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend Ashley Higgins. All right. Well, good morning. Happy Saturday to you. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Uh, I was wondering if maybe if it was like too early in the day. I don't know if you like to sleep in or anything, so I didn't know. Um. <laughs> I'm usually up on um, Saturdays, but I'm really tired this week. I actually was home. I was in Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, last weekend, and it it's just been a tiring week, you know, readjusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I bet, I bet. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're <laughs> able to make the time. Um, really excited to talk to you about your travels and experiences. So, um, yeah, I hope it'll be fun for you, as it yeah. is for me. So. Um, so, I guess we can start with you introducing yourself, if you don't mind. For anyone listening who's not familiar with you or what you do, you know, just go ahead and say whatever you want to say about yourself. Okay. Um, my name is Ashley Higgins. I wear many hats. Um, I am from Lansing, Michigan. I currently live in Atlanta. Um, I am a Michigan State alum mm-hmm. and also Georgia State um, alum. Right now, I'm working as a mental health therapist, supervised mental health therapist, um, and I'm also a social worker. Wow. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, then that makes sense because you do do a lot of work with, like, 
Well, I see online you talk a lot about healing, so it makes sense yeah. knowing what you do because you're kind of dealing with people and you know various struggles or pain that they might be dealing with on a regular basis. So, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. You said you went to Barbados, right? And that was uh, as an undergraduate student. Yeah. Okay. So how did that come about? Actually, can you can you go back? What did you study while you were at MSU? Okay. So um, while at MSU, I studied psychology and criminal justice. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually, that's how I ended up in Barbados when I um, added on criminal justice um, I believe it was my sophomore year mm-hmm. um, when I added on the major, and then um, my senior year had the opportunity to participate in a study abroad in um, the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So we went to Barbados, St. Martin, and U.S. and British Virgin Islands, and we studied their criminal justice system, okay. and it was called comparative law. Um, so we just um, we compared their systems to the U.S. and the differences um, and those kind of things from more of a social justice perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long were you there? I was there um, three weeks. Okay. And this was during a summer, I assume? It actually was during um, spring or what? that would actually be winter. Would that be winter season? Spring semester, yes. It was spring semester. It was January through early April. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so was it three weeks or three months? Yeah, you know what? It was three months. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like I was gone that long. <laughs> I just thought about it like wait a minute and you know I said three weeks because um I went also did study abroad in grad school uh-huh. and I went to Accra Ghana yeah so that was three weeks so. three weeks okay <laughs> stop it stop that no worries like, okay yeah, three months so you were in the Caribbean and Barbados and other places for three months yeah um had you been to the Caribbean before? Had you traveled international internationally before you uh, did this program? Not really. I had only been to Canada in like seventh grade, mm-hmm. so <laughs> so that was the first time. I um I really didn't know much about the Caribbean. I tried to you know look some information up before I went. So um, when I got there, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of us, at least here in the States, we kind of think of Car- the Caribbean as like a vacation destination. Not almost, almost like it's not a real place <laughs> with like real people and everything. Um, uh, so I don't know if maybe like maybe if that influenced your ideas about the Caribbean before going in like I know you were going there to study um like criminal justice but um I guess I'm wondering what other perceptions or ideas you might have had about the Caribbean before you went Mm -hmm. yeah so absolutely just that ideal of paradise that's painted Mm -hmm. um so often on all the all of the advertisements yeah I, I thought um we were gonna 
be in more resort style type thing, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated that we weren't. We we um we did go to some resorts in more like touristy areas, mm-hmm. but um especially in Barbados, like we stayed in the area with the locals. Um, we were down the street from their university, so we were around a lot of other students mm-hmm. and. Like like you were saying, it's just normal people living their lives, going to work, um, going to school, you know, yeah. doing the best they can. <laughs> so, yeah, mm. definitely had the perception of paradise. For some reason, um, I was not thinking that it was so many melanated beings there. Like, when really? I got there, I was like... <laughs> Oh yeah, like what was I thinking? Uh-huh. And of course, it ha- it had been just that <laughs> I was going to my fourth year at Michigan State University, mm-hmm. so you know how that can be. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a shock to me, but I was loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Did you? I mean, had you not considered that it was like because it's a mostly black country, right, Barbados? absolutely yeah but that had just like not well like you said you were in school and you know at a pwi and all that so you Mm -hmm. know might not have been the first thing that came to mind and then then when you go and then like all these people around you who look like you you know (laughs) if you weren't anticipating that maybe it could have been like a pleasant surprise you know and you know what i also think it was um all of those people were successful. You don't often see that at mm-hmm. PWIs. You don't often see um, people of color being represented in higher up positions. So when we were studying law systems, we were talking to black lawyers, mm-hmm. you know. That's not common, um, especially like being at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was more so of like, like people doing well like actually thriving yeah and just even the social life like we could go to festivals and it would just be so positive and vibrant mm-hmm. and that was just something that was not often portrayed at Michigan State yeah so, yeah. yeah I think it's um I guess maybe it's easy to forget at least for me that like black people have their own countries in other places (laughs) he's so used to not being like um the majority and then obviously you know that like you know the continent of africa exists and there are like tons of countries was like 53 54 like a whole bunch of countries Mm -hmm. there and then you have the caribbean so it's not like you're not aware it's just like you're not used to having the mindset where you are in a place where most of the other people look like you, you know? So, yeah, I'm sure that must have been really different. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, how many people were in this program with you? Um, I believe we had a total of 12 students. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, can you talk about like what your typical day was as part of this program were you in class or it sounds like because you were talking to lawyers so was it more like were you visiting different places or institutions like how was the program structured yes absolutely so um they called them field trips but we would pretty much go and visit a different courthouse Mm -hmm. or just someone that's related to um criminal justice field 
every day just about. And then um, the second half of the day, we would either be in the classroom or if our professors um, saw that there was some kind of event or festival going on, then they would they would kind of um, work that into our schedule. Okay. Um, and when we were on days when we didn't have field trips, we would just have class in the first half of okay. the day and then have the rest free. Very flexible. Oh, nice. Okay. So you were learning, obviously, but, you know, they were still making it so that you could enjoy being there, you know, and just kind of take it in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then was it like, um, was it like a final paper you had to do at the end of the program or a final project or something? Yes. At the end, um, at the end of the semester, we had a paper. Um, That was also very flexible. Mm -hmm. We got to um, really, really choose a topic, whatever our topic was, had to be related to um, our critique of the criminal justice system and had to uh, compare U.S. law to um, some of the systems that we learned about in the Caribbean, but it could be about anything. Okay. Um, so that's what we had to do. Very, very easy. I believe it was like maybe five pages. Okay. Five oh, not, to ten not bad at all. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering, um, was this like a yearly program? I guess I'm, I don't know. I guess I, I just, maybe I just don't think about the Caribbean often enough. But um, I, I'm wondering why in particular this area, why um, they decided to have a criminal justice program in Barbados. Um, mm-hmm. Like, was there a specific connection with the university and where you were? Or was is there something specific about um, Barbados that made it so they wanted to have a you know criminal justice like study mm-hmm. program there. Do could you um, offer yeah. some insight on that? Well, um, to my understanding, the university has been going there for years. Okay, but um, Barbados is about the size of Ingham County, mm-hmm. which is you know the county that's in Lansing, Michigan, yeah. which is next to. Um, East Lansing Mm -hmm. so it's very like it's very comparative in um, size and also there's a lot of crime (laughs) that goes on in Barbados but there's also a lot of discriminatory crime Mm -hmm. and very like rich um, rich conversation pieces and um, a lot of uh, changes that go on there um, very frequently just because um, the way that they were colonized, mm-hmm. um, the law isn't clearly, you know, often in support of the people, mm. but um, the people have been taking back that power over the years. Yeah. So it's just, oh, it's a lot of changes going on and a lot, um, it's a lot of things to study there. Okay. And, very, and like I said, I think it was the size is very compared to England County. Mm-hmm. It, that was the system that we were looking at. Um, as far as U.S. law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Barbados, was it a was it a British British colony in the past? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you know if there's an... Obviously, they're an independent country now. Do But is there any, like... Or could you notice any remaining, like, influence um, of Britain on Barbados? Yeah, just their, um, the structures, like the statues, mm-hmm. were very, um, 
they were like British men, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> monuments, yeah. Yeah, the monuments. Yeah. So that was very apparent. Um, like e- even even when I'm thinking about like their laws, mm-hmm. they had a like a law where you couldn't wear locks, you know. Oh. So it's just yeah, in Barbados. So in 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 that got really interesting because there was a lawyer who grew locks. Mm-hmm. He literally changed this law. He grew locks and he's like, yeah. And he, he's like a very um, radical lawyer, but very, very popular, mm-hmm. well-known guy. So we were like honored to even be able to hear him speak. Yeah. And um, we actually got to sit in court and observe him. Yeah. But yeah. Like he, he grew locks. To pretty much like advocate that one, this is culture, right. and two, like it has nothing to do with you know your actions, your hair, no, it's, you know it's your creativity, it's, it's your culture. Yeah. So, um, just the laws like that are still very surprising mm-hmm. and clearly influenced by colonial rule. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wait, so is that law still in place or was he able to succeed in getting that overturned in terms of wearing locks? Mm hmm. So the law was um, it it wasn't completely like wiped out, Mm -hmm. but he won the case. Okay. right. So in that particular area, they're able to use that case to kind of support anybody that tries to use that mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah okay so it's like i'm sorry i'm just <laughs> trying to figure this out um <laughs> so like no one is allowed to have locks in barbados so you're not allowed to like show them in public or well it was if you wore locks you mm-hmm. were considered a rastafarian mm-hmm. which um which was heavily correlated with crime Mm. So you were, it's it's just very similar similar to what we um, have going on here in mm-hmm. the state yeah, yeah. with you know um, black men and women. Like mm-hmm. if you're black, then you know you're more targeted and you know assume that you're going to do a crime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like more likely to be sentenced to a crime. Yeah. So it was the same kind of thing going on over there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I okay. I never would have known that if you hadn't told me. I. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That is really interesting. Yeah. Um. Sometimes, because I have uh read some like Caribbean literature, and they'll talk about like kind of that how the colonial influence still remains, whether it be like in the educational system or certain customs and things like that. Um. I don't know for. I guess I never would have thought that like the influence would still be there in in terms of law. I guess in my mind I thought, okay, well you're an independent country now, you can do what you want. But I guess that like precedent that was set still remains in different ways. So, wow, yeah, wow, okay. Um, so you're in Barbados for three months, and you said you also went to where else in the Caribbean? So I went to um, St. Martin, which mm-hmm. is a pretty small island. It is actually, um, it was colonized. Half of the country 
was colonized by the French. The other half was by the Dutch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to the British and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. And that was, was that part of the field trips you were going on or was, okay. So, yeah. okay. All right. But most of the time, like home base, I guess, was Barbados, correct? Yeah. We, okay. We spent the most time in Barbados and then those other countries we spent, I want to say like less than a week. Okay. Um, there. Yeah. Yeah. So you were doing the same type of thing you were doing in Barbados as far as like what you were studying, the types of people you were talking to to learn about the justice system there? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, um, hmm. I guess, uh, so this was your first time really going out of the country. You'd been to Canada before, obviously. Um, <laughs> so um, did your like your friends or family have any sort of reactions in regard to you doing this program? Or um, any sort of like opinions? I mean, it's not, it, I guess yeah. from the outset, it doesn't seem that far out, but you're still going to a different country for a significant amount of time. So did any people close to you have any like thoughts about that? Yeah, at first, um, because most of my family, I mean, now they're more open-minded, mm-hmm. but at the time, like, you know, one was really going out the country mm-hmm. and especially for that long. Um, so they kind of were like nervous about it. They were like, why do you want to do that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'll be back. I'm mm-hmm. just going for the semester to do something different, you know, learn in a different way. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely some hesitancy because of the length of time <laughs> that I would be there. Um, just also because I didn't have any friends or anyone that I knew that was going. Mm-hmm. I went with new classmates we didn't have like a class before anything like I didn't know anyone that was going Mm -hmm. so that was the other you know hesitation Mm -hmm. so yeah okay did you end up uh making friends with any of your fellow classmates or did you get along at least (laughs) no um yeah I oddly to say um because I'm pretty easy to get along with but yeah um we so during the time that we went, this was 2013. Mm-hmm. So was Obama was mm-hmm. he going into his second term? Yes, mm-hmm. I believe I believe that was going on, and my classmates were racist. Oh, Completely. yeah, yeah, and it really it really came out on this um, study abroad because they didn't know the population that was there. And who they would be learning from, mm-hmm. and it's people of color. Yeah. So for them, they felt like, oh, these people of color with accents can't teach me anything, and they would say that. They would verbalize that. Really? So and I was oh, on my goodness. Own trip. <laughs> the only black girl. Were you the only black person? I was the only black person. I was the only black girl. Oh my goodness! Everyone else was white. There was one. Um, there was one guy. He was Cuban. Okay. But he was, he was, um, he was white Cuban. Uh-huh. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, am I saying that? Right? I mean, but, I don't know, but I, I get what you mean. He, he wasn't like an Afro-descendant Cuban he person. Was, 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He was, um, there's a name for that, but you yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, he identified more with uh, with white people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it made it really tough because you want to have an open mind. You're going to be on the trip for several months, but through me being a student as well and learning, um, but I'm, I'm also a reflection and a teacher at the same time mm-hmm. because I'm having to correct um, my classmates and let them know, like, that's inappropriate for you to say. I mean, one of my classmates, she literally would get on um, Facebook every day and, like, say crazy things about Obama and black people. And she would be on the on the trip, so, of course, you would feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um they would be so rude. Like we would have, we would have presenters that were um, people of color. Most of our presenters were people of color. Mm-hmm. I think the only time that we had um, someone that was um, Anglo-Saxon was uh, when they were. We were um, having a pr- presentation from the. Was it the FBI? It was a federal agency. Mm-hmm. So they were they weren't just from the Caribbean. They were like from all over the, um, the world. Yeah. You know, it was a couple Americans. There were people that were um, from Europe, and it was just more diverse crowd. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, so we would be in the presentations. They would fall asleep. They would start talking. They would their body language would you know they would look down at the ground just really. Really passive aggressive, but disrespectful mm-hmm. and demeaning behaviors. Yeah. And then as the trip went on, they started to verbalize. So I'm tired of listening to these black people with accents. Um, and they would talk about nappy hair. Yeah, what? it got bad. Oh my, it got what? <laughs> it got so bad. And then they would post these things on Facebook, and I mean, it was so hard. At one point, I was like, I really want to go home because I don't feel comfortable. But I did have, so I had one friend. Mm-hmm. She was, um, now she was from, goodness, I want to say Finland. It was, it was somewhere like okay. she was in Finland, but she had traveled like all over the world. She was so open minded. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and her got along really well. We, if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have made it through the trip because. Every, because everyone had these reservations mm-hmm. um, just about people. They didn't want to go out and be social. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't want to go to, like, the festivals and all of that. They weren't interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would literally stay in their rooms. Like, they were miserable. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that was their own fault. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So I had one friend on the trip. And outside of that, I had to separate myself because... Right. They started to say things to me. One of I remember one of my classmates, she was like, um, I had my afro. Uh-huh. And she was like, wow, you look like Whitney Houston. Like, it would just be some crazy comments. And uh-huh. I'm like, I don't look anything like Whitney Houston, but that's probably the only black Right. Right. <laughs> or oh, Beyonce yeah. or something like that. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. Anyways. So, I mean, so... The- like but they were they targeting you as well i know like you got like stupid comments like whitney houston but were they targeting you yeah because i was the person that would have all the answers because i was black Mm. so they 
would ask me things like, um, why don't you need sunscreen or, you know, and then of course I would tan, I was tanning mm-hmm. and they would say things like, wow, you got so black, you know. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was horrible. Oh my God. And as I'm, as I'm like looking, like as I reflect <laughs> on it being older, I'm like, I just wish I would have done more. Yeah. Sometimes when you're in the moment, it's, like, hard to decide how you should react, you know? And I feel like you were probably just focused on, you know, learning as much as you could, enjoying your experience. It's like, you know, maybe you don't want to burden yourself with having trying to set people straight. And then even yeah. if you do try to do that, it might end up being a waste of time because it's, like, one in one ear and out the other. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't blame you for, like, not trying to like you know get them together but I can understand how hard that would have been just having to deal with that all the time you know yeah I think if anything I I wish I would have advocated more like and let the professors know how uncomfortable I was Mm. and then and I think I should have even when I got back to um campus I think I really should have filed something or like talked to someone because it was just ridiculous. Why do you, you know? think you didn't um, talk to any of the professors about how uncomfortable you were? Um, well, they were white, mm. but very, very, very great people. Mm-hmm. But it it was probably that. I think I did mention a couple things, and it wasn't. It was taken very lightly. Yeah. So, yeah. And these other students, were they planning to become, like, lawyers or something? Like, are these future, like, cops and lawyers and, and yes. lawmakers? And this yes. is how they act? See? Oh. Yes. See, and this is this is why when I hear things like, or, you know, they had the old song was in, like, the 80s or whatever, like, children are the future. And it's like, yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's not... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess with, with, with newer generations, you have the hope for, like, a second chance and people will, like, eventually, like, get it right. But it's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if you can put too much stock in, you know. People will still be people, especially, like, where we are. And it's um, it's real, it's just real disappointing to think that, like, they basically um, embodied the exact issues that y'all were supposed to be there to study. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. my gosh. And they probably didn't even realize it. Or maybe didn't care. I don't know. Man, that's... I think a... I wrote about it in my paper. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, I salute you for being able to make it through because that must have been so, like, emotionally taxing having to, you know deal with people who don't respect you or don't respect the the people like these are professionals that are taking their time to to teach you and they don't respect them you know absolutely yeah wow okay well um you mentioned the accents and i i did want to ask like i don't know obviously you they're speaking english so it's not like you couldn't understand them but i don't know i guess can you describe what how people talk there uh, is there a particular way of speaking or mannerisms or maybe even words that you 
learned that were really particular to Barbados? Oh, I don't know if I remember any words, Mm -hmm. but you know, Rihanna's from Barbados. She is, yeah. Yeah. They they really um, talked about her a lot when we went there. But um, I don't know. It's just an accent and they speak English there. They also um, have like native tongue. Mm -hmm. Um, And this actually, because we travel outside of like Barbados, Mm So when we went to St. Martin, people spoke French there. Mm. And so they spoke French and Dutch, but it actually um, appeared to be divided. Um, so most people that were colonized and spoke French mm-hmm. were um, people of color. Oh, okay. and, then when you, mm-hmm, and then when you went to the Dutch side, it was people who were um, white. Mm-hmm. white people mm-hmm. they spoke Dutch and English okay mm-hmm. interesting yeah that was interesting um, for sure mm-hmm. that was really interesting and then the Virgin Islands um, everyone spoke English mm-hmm. for the most part yeah. yeah okay but of course you know people have their different cultures and native tongues mm-hmm. so um, yeah okay so while you're, um, you know, you're studying, you're maybe dealing with some uh, foolishness. Um, <laughs> what yeah. did you do to to have fun or unwind or just, you know, maybe take your mind off of your worries? You know, yes, I went to the beach. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. Just <laughs> actually, it was so beautiful. Like I would just go out there and lay, mm-hmm. and no worries. Like really. So I went to the beach. Um, The other thing was, so I met two of our housekeepers. Um, They they really took me in. Mm. Um, They would do my hair. They would um, allow me to like help them cook, which was like a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like in many you know African American cultures, cooking is our how we love on each other. Mm -hmm. So they would invite me in to like cook these meals with them and like learn how they did things um you know in the Bayesian culture the different spices and they would teach me about it um so those those two things were instrumental yeah like for sure I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah and of course um in Barbados we had a university up the street mm-hmm. so um so we got to connect with the students there, and I remember one time they had like this huge party. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so fun. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, but you um, you mentioned uh, the the housekeepers who like took you in and kind of you know showed you love when you felt like you know you really needed it. You mentioned like. Um, how like being in the kitchen cooking is like um even in african-american culture it's like how you show love and things like that um i'm wondering if you noticed any other similarities or differences between you know um maybe black american culture and the culture that you were um immersed in while you were in barbados Mm. definitely i noticed the cooking um even the the spices Mm -hmm. um 
were similar. Like they like spicy food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was similar. It reminded me of my own grandmother. Um, what else? Um, hmm. I know I'm forgetting many things. <laughs> Maybe the concept of family mm. I thought was really similar. Um, just having a close-knit family and valuing community. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw those things. It really wasn't talked about, but I saw those things just amongst, like, the housekeepers and their children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Value for, like, their grandchildren. Like that. Okay. Dance. Dance was Ooh, the... Yeah. <laughs> Dance was very um, important. And so I think... I mean, it probably varies now within different african-american families Mm -hmm. i'm thinking more like the root of things like it definitely was like a ritual Mm -hmm. that uh, many indigenous and afro you know people Mm -hmm. use it was was a celebratory thing Mm um so i definitely saw a lot of that going on and like this is just like at home yeah So, like, obviously you had some ups and downs, as with anything, I'm sure, but um, do you have an overall, like, positive or negative impression of your experience? Like, how would you mm-hmm. sum it up in terms of how you feel about um, your time in Barbados? Um, I would definitely say, for me, um, it definitely brought me out of that mindset that's often placed upon us in the U.S. Like Mm -hmm. we're in our own world, in our own bubble, Mm -hmm. and everyone else is just maybe there or maybe not, you know? It really took me off the bubble. I'm like, wow, the world is so big, and people, there's people out there Mm -hmm. and they're living, you know? So that was definitely one of the realizations that I took away. Um, You know, it, it definitely made me consider, like, living abroad or... Um, going abroad more often and learning more about different cultures. Yeah. But um, what I really took from it was that um, really if I wanted to do anything, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can do it, you know, and also took away um, the importance of just advocating for self and for what you feel is right, yeah. you know. I saw so many reflections of that, even though I felt like mm-hmm. I could have done better at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw so many reflections of that from the lawyer that was literally grew the locks out to yeah. definitely like change that whole culture from down to I believe she was a defense attorney. She was the only woman, the only mm-hmm. um, black woman. I mean, this is just stuff that I just didn't see. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from Lansing, so right. I just didn't see those things. Um, so when I, I felt really empowered, despite, you know, some of the downfalls, I just felt really empowered mm. to um, make a change. Yeah, so. that's good. Mm-hmm. I, 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 as you were talking, I realized I forgot to ask you. Um, uh, because, you know, it, it's a Barbados, I'm assuming. Well, actually, I don't actually know how big tourism is in it tourism is in Barbados but I know in the Caribbean in general it's like 
you know, you might hop on a cruise ship or maybe like people go and like spend like a week in a certain place or whatever. Um, I, I'm wondering if you noticed um, the impact of tourism at all and was it like, was it a really significant difference between like, like how you were living? Because you were kind of just like in the day to day, just living just like other people were. I'm wondering if you witnessed or noticed any how tourism works there and um was it really different was it kind of set up to where like you know if you're a tourist you kind of have this very specific experience that may or may not be like real the real deal versus you just living like regular people would I don't know if you had any such observations yeah, um, definitely it's more, it can be more secluded if you're going there as a tourist mm-hmm. and you're kind of like participating in like more of the resorts. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they have a lot of the restaurants that are near the touristy spots mm-hmm. that are more Americanized, honestly. So they're not um, exactly like authentic or uh, local food. It's more of like a mix mm-hmm. kind of thing um, with our culture in there. So I definitely... I definitely saw that. Um, even even down to I'm thinking like the nightlife. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different kind of scene where if you go to a tourist spot, you may have people internationally who have came there. Mm-hmm. But if you go to more of like a local spot, you'll hear local artists. You'll see the the locals who live there, mm-hmm. um, their dances, their culture. And I did both. I did mm-hmm. both uh, when I was there. So those were the main things. Um, and definitely with work, like, I really enjoyed, like, living amongst, like, the students that were there. We were, like, right down the street from them. Like, yeah. I really like that because just the interactions and um, the local restaurants, down to, like, the local business owners mm-hmm. that we got to engage with, um, they, they told us stories, you know. Um, they really opened us up and welcomed us. And I don't think, I feel like you may get like a painted, painted kind of picture um, when you're going there as a tourist. Mm. Yeah. Okay. More glamorized. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. And um, I am really glad that even though you had such, um, you know, you had some, some stuff you had to deal with, overall you feel empowered and it like inspired you to want to just do things and see more of the world you know so you still had some some good um to take away from it so i'm really glad um so that was junior year you said that was um senior year senior year okay yeah yeah so senior year (laughs) and then um so you ended up at um in in georgia right for grad school yeah okay and then you, as a grad student, you went to Ghana, right? Yeah. And that was three weeks. How did that come about? Mm. So I feel like those experiences really bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. Through my experience in Barbados, um, I did work at the Juvenile Detention Center, and I worked with like youth who um, were involved with the social justice system, mm-hmm. criminal justice system. Um and all of that led up to me wanting to go back to school for social work because mm. I really was really passionate about that social justice um, area. Yeah. But I knew that I wanted to get 
the other side of the coin and Atlanta was going to be it. Mm-hmm. It's like night and day from East Lansing. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I went, um, I went to Georgia state for mm-hmm. my master's in social work and I, I randomly saw a flyer and I was like, Oh, I can study abroad as a grad student. This will be great. Mm-hmm. But the program wasn't a social work program. Um, it was more like a general program, but we studied um, pretty much non, non-government organizations um, over there, and they mm-hmm. call them NGOs, yeah. which are basically nonprofits, mm-hmm. um, international nonprofits. And then we studied um, local businesses um, and private, the private sector and government agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more of the enterprise um perspective but still very similar because a lot of the laws and the social aspects and the economics it all influences those things Mm -hmm. um so it's very very similar um but that's how that came about yeah yeah okay (laughs) and um was was it because the program was in ghana that you wanted to do it or I mean, could it have been anywhere? Like, were you in general just looking? Well, no, you said you came across it randomly, right? So, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm sure the fact that it was in Ghana also helped you, like, appeal oh, to you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, yes, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, Ghana is really special because, um, you know, Western Africa, obviously we don't usually, most of us don't know where we come from, but... You know, there's like West Africa, there's like an area of West Africa where like most people pass through as they were, you know, shipped off to various places. So it's like, you know, I f- feel like um, a lot of black people when they go uh, tend to be drawn to Western Africa because it's like, you know, you can visit the, what were they called? Like the castles where they would hold, yeah. you know, enslaved people and you can. Um, you know, so even if you can't trace your roots, you can see things that relate to the journey of your ancestors in some way. So I'm sure that must have been really special for you, right? Yes. And I actually visited one of those castles, Mm -hmm. um, Elmina Castle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what was that like? Oh my goodness. That was life changing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You could feel and imagine and smell. There was a smell that was there and in Even my now. opinion it's to me it smelled like death yeah if that makes sense yeah. like that's the only way I can describe it so I was like after all of these you know decades like yeah the hurt the centuries. pain yeah there yeah centuries right mm-hmm. like it was still there you can it was I mean no words you know no words I was breathless um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah wow that was so life-changing really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so for for this program was it um, a similar sort of situation where, where it was a small group or you know were you mostly with like white students again like what was the what was like the composition of of the group that you were with 
Yeah, so it actually was the opposite. Um, <laughs> it actually was the opposite. So we had about, I think we had about 14 students. Yeah. Um, majority were people of color. Okay. And we did have, I think we had one guy who was, he was white and Asian. Mm. He's a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We became really good friends. Really sweet guy. Um and then one of our, um, the professor's assistant, she was her um, teaching assistant. She yeah. was white. But outside of that, everyone was black. Okay. And so... And people of color. Do you, do you, to your knowledge, do you know if any of them had been to Africa before? No. Um, it was everyone's first time. Okay. Wow. Wow. So that must have been pretty special for a lot of y'all, you know. Getting yes. to visit the motherland for the first time. Yeah. It was wow. so special. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you were there for three weeks. Where were you staying? Were you in Accra the whole time? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But, like, where in Ghana were you? <laughs> yes, we were in Accra, um, which is the capital. Yeah. And um, we stayed, we stayed with um some of the local residents mm-hmm. that allow I forgot what it's called when they but homestays? it's pretty much like homestays yes okay yes. We do homestays. um yes. yes the majority of the time and we would have like field trips we would go to some resorts mm-hmm. um throughout our experience there but for the most part we stayed in our homestays with our homestay family and it was two two students to a family okay. and they were middle-class families so um yeah yeah what was your family like um my family was very welcoming they were huge mm-hmm. um very family oriented so they always had someone's uncle cousins brother <laughs> <over there>. like, <laughs> I was always meeting someone new <laughs> It was it was so nice though because the way the homestay was um was set up mm-hmm. was that it was pretty much this land and then there were several small houses in each in each of the homes was like maybe a different um unit of the family. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so perfect. I'm like, this makes sense. It was economically smart, yeah. like and you can still like see your family and like support each other. Like I thought that was so cool. Yeah. So it was like yeah. a like a compound almost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, that's so funny when you were talking about all the different relatives that would come through because it's like it's kind of similar here, depending on how big your family is. You can have all these different cousins and you know all this stuff, and if you're close knit, then you know people just are always around. You know. So. Yes. <laughs> oh wow, that's so nice. Um. So did you um, did you end up spending a lot of time with your host family? Like, did you have meals together? Um, did you ever just like you know hang out with them? Maybe like go, I don't know if they m- might have taken you to like see certain things or just to like walk through the area to show you around. Like, what what if you did spend time with your family? Like, what kinds of things did you do? Mm-hmm. So we actually was there and. So pretty much the head, the head of the household, mm-hmm. everyone called her mommy. Yeah. And um, and what I noticed was 
she was called mommy and perceived the head of the household because she was she was a woman with children. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so um, auntie, who actually was our go-to person mm. um, in our homestay, so auntie cooked all of our meals, she coordinated our schedule and everything, and we saw her most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she stayed, you know, right next door to us. But um, so auntie, she didn't have kids. So even though her and mommy were sisters, yeah. mommy perceived as the house, the head of the household. Okay. Um, but mommy's daughter actually was getting married. So we got to witness like all of the ceremonies and oh my just leading up to it. And we really like we we um we got these dresses like oh hand huge thing it was so it was so cool oh my goodness that's so awesome what is a what is a Ghanaian wedding like like what is it like a lot of food and a lot of dancing yeah (laughs) I bet oh my gosh that must have been so much fun do you still have the dress did you get to keep it yeah I still have the dress okay wow that's awesome yeah so you didn't have like any issues um because sometimes homestays can be like tricky if like you don't gel well or something happens but you didn't have any of those issues with your with the family you were staying with (laughs) well the only issue that i had was so i um i was vegan Mm -hmm. i was i think i had just transitioned um to veganism where i wasn't eating any animals or plants Mm -hmm. And, of course, I was doing it for the culture. So I was really, really um, adamant about it. Mm -hmm. But when you're staying and going to a new culture, Mm -hmm. especially one that values food, it can be very offensive for you to say, sorry, I don't eat You cook me a meal without fish. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of start saying I'm allergic because that was more of, like, respectful to them Mm -hmm. versus me explaining I'm vegan mm-hmm. or you know, I don't eat animals. This is why yeah. it like, so I kind of, um, ran into that <laughs> a few times. Mm-hmm. Auntie was not, she was not happy with me. <laughs> a few nights, but I had to stand my ground because it's something I really was passionate about. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> that was pretty much the only thing outside of that. They were so nice, welcoming, very helpful. Okay. Took care of it. Well. Right. Mm-hmm. You said it was two people to a family. So you were paired with another girl or? Yes. Okay. And um, and y'all got along all right as well? Yeah, we got along really well. Um, we had separate rooms. Oh, okay. So, yeah, very different from our first study abroad experience. Mm-hmm. We had separate rooms. Now, when we would go to resorts, we would share rooms. But we got along um, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was really open-minded, and we had a lot that we could relate to each other about. So, okay. mm-hmm. cool, cool. And so, with this program, you were saying you were like studying a lot of like NGOs and like enterprises and all that. So, was it a similar thing to Barbados, where you were like doing like where you were visiting places as opposed to just sitting in a classroom the whole time? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, like the um, like. Was there, like, a, another, like, final project or final paper that you had to do as part of the experience? 
Yes. So okay. for this experience, we had a final paper, and then we also had like a media project that we needed to do. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, you could do like a YouTube video, just something um, using media portraying mm -hmm. your experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, what what did you end up doing as the media component to your project? Mm -hmm. I just did a YouTube video. Okay. Yeah, and I just um, inserted a lot of the images and a lot of the music mm -hmm. um, to talk about, like, what I learned and what I took away from it and how I'll be using what I learned in the future. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. And you mentioned um, having running into some issues because um, you were and are, right, are still currently vegan, right? Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if... Uh, were you able to like seek out any vegan restaurants or any fellow vegan people while you were in Ghana? No, I wish I would have like looked more into it. Okay. Um, yeah, I wish I would have looked more into that because um, that would have been helpful. Yeah. But I was just being very creative. Um, when our food, because most of our food was catered when we weren't at our homestays, mm -hmm. um, there would be times where I would only be able to eat like french fries you know mm. yeah so it was pretty tough okay. <laughs> yeah yeah and you said you had recently transitioned so maybe you you probably didn't know as many like um alternatives or you know options as you do now probably yeah because um i definitely could and should have been just eating mostly fruit because it was everywhere like mm -hmm. on trees you know and it, I just could have taken a more um, simpler approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you live and you learn. And so you did what yeah. you could at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, how did your, like, or the people close to you, how did they feel about you going um, on this program? Like this time, was it a different type of reaction because you were going to Ghana or... You know, how do people how do people feel about you going um, on this trip? Um, this time around, it was almost like it was expected. It was like, oh, okay, go ahead. We know that you're gonna go either way. <laughs> yeah, and of course, there was you know my family. They asked so many different questions, like mm -hmm. who are you gonna be staying with? How will we contact you? You know, all of those kind of things, yeah. but. Yeah. Okay. And how did you um, stay in touch with your family in Ghana or in Barbados too? Like, how did you um, keep in touch with your family while you were away? Yeah, through internet, um, I kept in touch. But when I went to when I went to Barbados, I used WhatsApp. Mm, yeah. To, yeah, to stay in contact with mm -hmm. my family, and I did the same when I um, actually no when I went to. Um, Ghana, we got phones. They have like minute phones that you can get. Okay. I mean, um, cards for your phone, mm -hmm. and you can, you know, you can call out. So that was actually easier. But um, yeah, Facebook, you know, Facebook Messenger, all of that, because we have the internet um, yeah. in some areas. So I would just check in, like, hey, this is what we did today. I'm having so much fun. Wish y'all were here. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> 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 okay well that's good you know you didn't like it wasn't like you just disappeared and then 
you know, right. came back later. <laughs> they still got right. to know that yeah. you were okay and see or have an idea of what you were up to. So that's good. That's yeah. Good. Um, and I think I was posting on Facebook too, you know, oh, okay. some pictures every now and then. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they, you know, they were good. They didn't have to wonder too much about you. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So um, I know we mentioned like you, you visited, is it Elmina? Elmina Castle? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, learning about the transport of enslaved peoples and how they were treated and all that stuff. Um, I'm wondering, um, not just that, but I guess your your overall experience um, in Ghana, did that influence at all how you think about yourself as a black person or as a person who is part of the African diaspora? Um, did that influence um, your ideas about that at all? Yeah, it really did. Um, for me, it was it was more of a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. I kind of talked about this a little bit uh, with some of my family, but I felt just really, I really felt like connected with my ancestors right. for the first time, you know. I know, I don't know if that may sound weird, but um, when I was on that castle mm-hmm. and leading up to us going to the castle, um, our guide, he he told us like many many different stories and history, and there was a story, and I cannot remember um, the name of the group of women, mm-hmm. but it was actually similar to if you've seen Black Panther. Oh yes, like, of course. Yeah, um, <laughs> the group of women, the group of warrior women. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's like a historical story that took place in. Um, I think Kumasi, mm-hmm. um, Ghana, Kumasi, Ghana, where pretty much like the women, um, they were fighting the colonizers because the men were too scared. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not going to do it? Okay, come on, sisters. And they got together and they were like yeah. reigning for a long time. It's <laughs> just like yeah. really, just really like making some huge changes. And it was just so inspiring. So I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And just to see being in that castle, I was like, really, my problems became so much smaller. Mm. That's what that's really what I took away after visiting okay. the motherland. Like my small my problems are non existent. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm in paradise, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and in fact those things, those fears that I have, they don't truly exist because I was made for this and my ancestors have already conquered and done all of these things so mm-hmm. that I can show up yeah. in in the way that I'm supposed to. So that is really what I took like from all of those experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's um <laughs> yeah. Cuz I feel like it can be easy to um I guess um since we don't have that strong connection obviously we respect our elders and all that stuff but since we don't most of us we can't really go that far back so Mm -hmm. it's easy to just um i guess think about where we are now you know but it as with you i feel like it can be also really inspiring to see like oh like my people have made it through some things and i am the result of that and if yeah. even though they had to go through some horrible stuff and are still going through some horrible stuff, like I have something in me that 
can keep going, you know, and can do all these things, you know. Um, I'm really glad that you had that experience. I I haven't had that experience yet. I haven't been to uh, the motherland yet. But from what I hear, it can be very... Uh, um, well, I don't know. I mean, everyone's different. But it can be uh, transformative in terms of, like, just putting things in perspective, you know. So... For sure. Um, hopefully I'll go one day. I will go. I just it's just a matter of when. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. You're gonna come back so different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How um how different do you feel like you were when you came back? When you got I back to Georgia? Like- I really felt like I was more peaceful because mm-hmm. I know I just talked about like the ancestors, but even the people that we were engaging with, um, with learning about the NGOs, mm-hmm. their stories, you know, what they really are like overcoming. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, our problems are not problems. Yeah. Like, not at all. Like, <laughs> so I feel like I was very different in that way. Just more peaceful and mm-hmm. more just, just more able to manage life just taking me back to that moment like i'll get through this yeah yeah that's good that's really good and um wow yeah gratitude (laughs) gratitude exactly Mm -hmm. yeah i bet and um would you i'm assuming you would go go back to Barbados or Ghana if you wanted to or you know elsewhere if like (laughs) wherever I don't know your interest happens to take you you'd be interested in you know exploring more and traveling again and visiting new places um do you have any such plans currently um to like travel internationally or anything like that yeah, so I have I have a goal. I want to go to Thailand. Um, there's a yoga teacher training there that I would like to do. Um, we'll see if it works out. It is pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Yoga teacher is expensive. Thailand isn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I definitely either way if I you know I'm able to go for that or just to go, I definitely want to go to Thailand and check mm-hmm. that out. I want to go back to Africa, mm-hmm. maybe Nigeria this time, okay. um, you know, and learn more about that. I, I want to go to several different places over mm-hmm. there. Um, of course, I want to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Where else? Um, I want to go to um, a Spanish-speaking country. So I've never been to, like, Mexico or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So. I'll be open. I'm really open. I just want to yeah. go and learn from other people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Because, I mean, really, the learning never stops. And especially in your line of work where you're dealing with people all the time, it's good to know or, you know, have interactions with different types of people. Because I'm sure that helps you, I guess, have more empathy and and Mm -hmm. approach people differently depending on the situation Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well um yoga teacher training in thailand sounds awesome i hope that works out (laughs) yes when would that be 
It would be in December. Okay. I need to decide now. Yeah. That's a good time, though, because Thailand is, like, really hot, right? But in December, it probably wouldn't be that bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I really hope that works out. Um, oh, I can't I can't believe I almost forgot to ask this question. So um, you had the fortune of being able to study abroad twice. Um, I'm wondering if you have any tips regarding, um, you know, funding or scholarships yep. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. First of all, ask. Don't assume that, you know, whoever, whatever institution you're traveling abroad with, um, you know, doesn't have funds. You have to get creative and you just simply have to ask, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because I definitely witnessed that. I started to ask, I'm like, are there other scholarships for this? Like, where can I apply? And the money is there because there's not a lot of people who are, you know, open to traveling abroad. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's more now, but um, especially even when I was in grad grad school, there was only um, three of us that came from the social work, the entire social work grad program. Mm. Yeah, three. Mm. So there there are um, particular funds specifically for, you know, social, social workers and those people that are traveling abroad to do that kind of work yeah within within georgia state or you know your university Mm -hmm. but there were also like external funds that you can um look up like nonprofits and all of those things so i would just say like get creative and um look for those kind of funds um i know several of my um classmates they got their entire um experience fully funded. Wow. And I did so I was a um grad assistant. Mm-hmm. So I asked, like I randomly asked, I'm like, you know, I'm going to study abroad. Is there any way that I could do some kind of work so that I'm able to get a stipend or something mm-hmm. to like fund me? And the director was like, Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, funds. Like I simply asked. Yeah. You know? So that is like the number one recommendation. Don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember, were there any um, specific scholarships that you remember receiving that helped you? It's okay if you don't, because I know it's been a while, but do you remember? I don't. Any? Okay. <laughs> but just ask around, like where you are in your department and, and all that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's plenty helpful. It's plenty helpful. And a lot of people did um did do things like GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, yeah, I forgot then, about that. Yeah. Yeah, they had their family and, you know, friends. And I mean, so everyone's on social media. And if you're going to learn and really just advance yourself, mm-hmm. like, there's no reason why people won't support you in that. Yeah. So I know a lot of people who were supported through that way. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lots of options. You just have to, yeah. have to ask. I would say fundraising as well will be good. Um, there were some really creative things. People were making like jewelry to fundraise, mm. event. I don't know if you're creative, like spend something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be creative. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. I love this question. I know I'm forgetting to ask you. 
Um, oh, yes, of course. Where can we find you? Um, where can people keep up with you online? Is there any sort of project you have? Was it Be Light Filled? Is that what you're yes. doing? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You, I can be found on um, Facebook and Instagram at Be Light Filled. So it's just as it sounds. B-E-L-I-G-H-T field f-i-l-l-e-d um so it's holistic wellness mind body soul really just um women's empowerment um that can be found there and i do have a personal page on instagram that i'm working on building i don't Mm -hmm. post as often but if you go to be lightfield you can find it and it's millennial healing okay so yeah i'm just creating yeah (laughs) that's good though I feel like yeah. you're, you're up to good stuff so far. At least when I see you posting, it's all very, you know, thoughtful and, you know. Um, so, yeah, I feel like you're definitely on your way and already up to some really good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll continue to follow for sure. And hopefully thank more people you. will check you out as well. So, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing and um, being open and spending your time on a Saturday. I really appreciate yeah. that. And um yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and just have a wonderful day and, and all that goodness. And yeah. Okay, well, right? thank you for having me. This was fun and thanks for holding space. And I'm looking forward to continue to listening to the episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All, all right. right. Well, we'll talk to you later, okay? Okay. Have a good one. You too. Bye, Ashley. Bye. All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Ashley for being such a wonderful guest. Um, It's been a few weeks since we talked, so I hope that things have been able to work out so that you can go to that yoga teacher training in Thailand. But if not, I'm sure that whatever else you have in the works right now is dope as well. So uh, just keep doing what you're doing and you have my full support. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Young Gifted and Abroad. Uh, Also, I think I mentioned this in one episode and then just didn't keep mentioning it, so I guess that's my fault. Um, (laughs) But uh, there is a website for this podcast, younggiftedandabroad.com. You can listen to all the episodes there, read about each of the guests there, and also um, take a look at all the resource lists or just get more general, general information about the show. Um, so it's all there in one place. So be sure to check that out. Younggiftedandabroad.com Also, if you've listened to this show before, you know that it's available on SoundCloud. But uh, Young Gifted and Abroad is also now available on Acast. So um, for whatever reason, if SoundCloud is not your cup of tea, you have um, also have Acast at your disposal. Um, hoping to expand to uh, other listening platforms soon. Uh, But for now, um, you can catch Young, Gifted, and Abroad on SoundCloud and Acast, whichever you fancy most. And, oh, yes, and as always, (laughs) as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you would like to be a guest on Young, Gifted, and Abroad, then feel free to email me at uh, younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. Ooh, okay, I think I'm all caught up. (laughs) 
So for next week, um, I have a guest who I had not, I'd never spoken to or met before interviewing her, um, which I think is cool. I really would like to have more guests like that who are kind of, um, who are not already known to me. Um, and she's a really interesting person. She um, is really passionate about writing, but also about uh, working with young people through education and also international exposure. And uh, while she was an undergraduate student, she studied abroad in Panama and Trinidad and Tobago. So you'll get to hear about all that from her next week. But until then, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time. <laughs>